With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We need cheese! We need you to Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz Podcast, your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart. Welcome to Gridiron Blitz 382. Big show today. Oscar Lopez in the house. We are going to have two hours jam-packed. We're going to be talking uh, Women's Football Alliance weekend coming up here July 23rd, 24th with uh, Mark Simone, a.k.a. Backseat Coach. We're going to dive into the WNFC playoffs that happened this past weekend, July 15th through the 17th. Pretty exciting matchups in the WNFC all weekend. You can watch it now on Vire Networks. Go to Vire now, uh, and you can also check it out on Vimeo. That's, uh, I believe it's uh, Sports Scores 58. Uh, or you can go directly to the WNFCfootball.com site, and you're able to go ahead and uh, look it over as well. Today, big show, two hours jam-packed. We are going to be previewing the D2 National Championships, the D3 National Championships. So in the first interview in the Monkey Night 5 huddle, in about 15 minutes here, we're going to have Detroit Dark Angels coach Keith Thomas and quarterback Sarah Kirkos to break it down for us, the excitement. Uh, they were here in 2019 against St. Louis. They want, they're back once again now against the Red Hot Nevada Storm. They're also, the Nevada Storm will be here in about 30 minutes, and we're going to have quarterback Mo Etchen coming in here with the head coach, the coach of the year in the WFA, Chris Garza. Also, in about an hour, we're going to have the Arizona Adcast, uh, Shannon Cooley. We're going to have J.B. Goodlow and Coach Doug Dewan will be here as well. And in the last uh, 30 minutes of the podcast, we're going to have the Derby City Dynamite head coach Roy McMillan coming in here with quarterback LaEssence Houston Buckner, which is the uh, National Conference Player of the Year offensively. Uh, so we're going to talk to all of them in the jam-packed two hours. If you miss anything that's going on in the sport, you go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash Beauties. That is the place to be. And if you want to go to Monkey Night 5 NBA Finals tonight, Go to monkeyknife5.com, use the code NJF, get started, $5 play, up to a $100 match. So you can get up to a $100 match on any of the uh, $5 play first. Anything else after that's a $100 match. So go to the monkeyknifefight.com site, use code NJF. Let's bring in the backseat coach, a.k.a. Mark Simone, in the house, and we're going to be talking WNFC action here at this point. Mark, uh uh, rebellion, get it done. And uh, I, if I was Gina Magana, I'm, I'm feeling really bad for that fumble before they had an opportunity to punch it in and probably overtake them, but it didn't go their way, and uh, the rebellion moved to Texas. Yeah, I mean, the uh, Saturday's, you know, conference championship games were were so good that, you know, it's easy to forget that there were quarterfinal matchups 
there on Thursday too. Um, but to get right to the punchline, yeah, uh, San Diego Rebellion um, upset the uh, Utah Falcons. And, uh, you know, they always say hindsight's 2020. Um, and, you know, I, I, picked, I was expecting Utah to win. I think we've all become very accustomed to seeing the Falcons playing in a championship game. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's inconceivable, right, that they wouldn't reach it. But in looking back now, you know, I, I can see why San Diego uh, won that game. Um, you know, Utah runs uh, the triple option, which is it's meant to, do, to confuse opposing defenses, right? Uh, uh, confuse them so they don't know which way the ball is going to go. And uh, to make that even tougher to deal with, they run it in a no huddle, which speeds up the game on the, that defense and really doesn't give them much time to um, uh, make adjustments. And it just tires other teams out. And uh, Utah has won games their entire existence, running this offense. And it's very effective against uh, opposing defenses that made from teams that maybe have smaller rosters, uh, that aren't as well conditioned, uh, you know, don't have uh, the top athletes. But San Diego is not one of those teams. Okay? San Diego has the speed to catch up to the play on that triple option once they find out where that ball is going. They, they had the speed, the, all, the all-around speed, to keep up with the Falcons. And as you and I have talked about, Oscar, uh, we've been watching the San Diego Rebellion get conditioned for the last year and a half. That's all we've seen on their social media. Mm-hmm. So that no was not going to tire them out. And those are the two reasons that San Diego was in that game. And uh, then it was just a matter of, of, of playing it out. And, um, you know, uh, the ball bounces one way and it bounces another. It was a close game. And in the end, it was San Diego who ended up on top. I think the difference, Mark, was really the Guterres run that they could not, they could not stop. She doesn't score there. I think, it's, I think Utah moves on. But the, the fact that she, she scored that one run for a touchdown on the edge, got away from the Utah defense, and then that other play that our, our, our own Holly Custis could not prevent, the, uh, the pass play that was right there that, we, that she couldn't prevent, and they score another one. They hold those two points up, and I think Utah is in, going to Texas. Uh, unfortunate for Gina Magana, uh, the defense right there did make that stop the clash, and uh, obviously forced the fumble at the end, and that really sealed the deal for the Rebellion. Um, so congratulations to San Diego. They have uh, earned it big time. They were here. They were, uh, I guess you want to say, Mark, they were built for this. <laughs> now we're going to see if, the, if they can take down the elite Spartans because uh, we're looking at Nevada on the WFA side making history. If San Diego goes to Denton, Texas, and takes down number one champion, the elite Spartans, pretty historic for the WNFC. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think, you know, if, if there's been a knock on the NFC, uh, the WNFC, it, it's that because we expect these uh, two Titans in the Utah Falcons and the Texas Spartans to be in the championship game, it's almost expected. 
but that's not how it's turning out. Um, we're, we're starting to see um, a little bit more parity, okay? Now we have San Diego in there. And just to remind everybody, uh, the Thursday before, San Diego handed the Las Vegas Silver Stars a loss by only three points. So you think about how close that game is. You've got to think, you know, the Silver Stars, they're right in the thick of this thing too. So And they it's, were, it's, Mark, Silver Stars, really one mistake, the one mistake from them, uh, a corrected mistake from them, and San Diego isn't, he, isn't even here. You know what I mean? That was, like, to your point, that's how close the matchups were from Thursday to Saturday. That's what I'm saying, and, and I think it bodes uh, well for the future of the N uh, WNFC um, to see, you know, we want to see competition, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. it, it looks like we've got it. And I think this was, this was a perfect example of uh, both teams wanting to get the win, time running out, right? Both defenses were on the clock. Uh, it was just a matter of, you know, what offensive play was going to be executed on, and the defensive play was right there by the Rebellion, and they punch in the win. On the other side, Alabama really took a, somewhat of a control late in their Thursday matchup against Kansas City, but Kansas City did at one point was keeping it close. Then we get Alabama-Texas, and I think the Spartans at one point, it was 14 to 10, and I really think uh, Alabama did, uh, the defense really did test the, uh, um, the Bushman uh, offense. And it was really uh, at some point they were, they were at that point where they might take the lead. It was 14-10. They went up 21-10, to and we anticipated maybe they would get a score and make it, you know, 21-17, but it never happened. But Alabama did show up. Yeah, they did show up. And, and, and like you, I, I, was, <laughs> I was in the thick of that game just saying, you know, Alabama's going to find a way to, to score more points because their defense was playing, playing pretty good, you know. And in the end, you know, uh, the Spartans put it away, and, and they, they showed why they're champions. Uh, and, you know, the Spartans didn't have, like, their full complement uh, of, of running backs. Uh, I think they were down to one running back in that game. So, I mean, there's certain things, you know, like that that you have to consider in your head. But you're right. Alabama did come to play. And uh, that game was contested for, for a good long time. But once, once the Spartans turned off the, the tap on, you know, with their, their defense and, you know, prevented the fire from getting any more points, you know, it was pretty much over after that. The, the real test will be um, this weekend will be the big test for the WFA. But in two weeks from, from today in Texas, we're looking at, the rebellion to try to take down the elite Spartans. If uh, Tiffany Hill is back, if they have Jarborough and Green, and if they have the full cast of offensive uh, weapons on the other side, it'll be a big test for the uh, rebellion D. We know it's Gutierrez and, and Martin on the other side, um, so it's a game planning by the, the, the Spartans. So it should be a close game given San Diego's performances of, you know, going forward in close games. If they can make it a close game, they have, they have a shot to take down the Spartans. If they take down the Spartans, Mark, biggest story of the year just for the WNFC, and it, what would it be for the WNFC in terms of marketing? Like you said, these are 
classic hard-nosed matches, and in the end, if it's close, it's going to be great for the branding. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it, in San Diego, I mean, just just by virtue of being in the championship, if, if they can put up a, you know, uh, a good game, you know, the two teams together put up a good game, you know, that would definitely be sort of the, the cherry on top, you know, mm-hmm. for what's been a very season for the WNFC. They've had every one of their games has been has been streamed. That's like an amazing accomplishment. You know, we've been in women's football for a long time, and, you know, we know that getting games streamed has, has sort of been the Achilles heel of every team out there. And some of them have figured it out, but it's, it's never always easy. To stream every game is quite an accomplishment. So I wouldn't want the season to end without uh, my um, congratulating the WNFC on, on, on uh, an impressive accomplishment in this way. And that was one of the goals by Dillo and Jenkins when we interviewed them. That was one of the goals to get a consistency partners, get uh, partners that can actually help them out with uh, making this a legit branding, a, a standout branding. I think they're doing a great job. So the Nine Cup will be August 7th. The Rebellion looking to take down the Texas Elite Spartans. If they can do it, it would be a historic first in the WNFC as an undefeated team in the regular season and takes down number one rank and number two rank. So we're looking forward to that clash in Denton, Texas. What a storyline. Uh, Mark, uh, so the WFA weekend is here. We got three divisions. Uh, Boston is getting uh, to Canton via the Patriots air, aircraft. And so that's going to be pretty unique against Minnesota. Uh, but we're going to have our guests here, Detroit, Nevada, Arizona, and Derby within the next hour and a half here. So let's get your take on that weekend. Um, we already know what Boston's all about. I'm not even going to discuss it. I think uh, Minnesota does have a shot at this point. But uh, what do you think of Nevada, Detroit at this point if you're on your outcome? You know, I, I'm prepared to make uh, what some might consider a pretty wild pick. Are you ready to hear it? Go ahead. I'm ready to I'm, hear it. I'm going to... I'm going, to, I'm going to pick the Detroit Dark Angels in this one. Um, nobody, everybody's picking Nevada, okay? People have been picking Nevada all year. And there's no doubt that, you know, they've, they've had an impressive run. You know, they're undefeated, and uh, they're the reigning Division Three champions stepping up in Division Two. They've accomplished some good things. But if I were to be hypercritical, which some people – you know, know that I can be that way, especially Detroit, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, when I get hypercritical on them, and, you know, I understand. But when I look at the Nevada's schedule, um, yes, they're undefeated. But I'll be honest with you. If I'm hypercritical, I'm not too impressed with these wins, all right? They beat the Sacramento Sirens to start off the season, and, you know, that's a team that, that couldn't even finish their season. They just didn't have the numbers. They uh, beat the Sin City Trojans, who only won two games on the season. One was an, a forfeit, and the other was against the team that was missing uh, their best player, far and away their best player. Um, they beat the Cali War, which was definitely an, an eye-opener, but 
you know, they didn't have a quarterback. How many teams without a quarterback are going to win? Um, got Kern, you know, Kern County Crusaders, eh, uh, you know, Portland fighting Shockwave, which is just a shadow of what they've been in the past, and I know they're working to get, you know, back up to speed. So then we look at the playoffs, okay? They defeated the My High Blaze by uh, two scores and Houston Energy by one score. And so I have to ask myself, well, do I think the Mile High Blaze or the Houston Energy are, you know, better or even as good as Detroit? And my answer is no. So, you know, I think, I think Detroit's going to win this one. Um, so that's my wild pick. I know <laughs> I'm sure there will be a lot of uh, Nevada Storm uh, um, fans who won't like the pick, but that's okay. Um, as I always say, you know, prove me wrong. And, Mark, uh, you got Arizona Derby. Uh, I think it's a big, big moment for the D3 division because I really think these two teams are hungry to stand out and be, you know, put in that conversation like Orlando in the past couple seasons and, and the, uh, you know, the Arkansas Wildcats and all that. So I really think that they're ready to step up. I'm giving the edge to Derby because of durability and the schedule toughness. That would be me, not to take away from Arizona, but at the same time, I think Derby maybe is the most dur- the more durable. I think so too. Um, you know, I, of course, you know, uh, Arizona has uh, you know an explosive offense and explosive uh, running back who's going to be tough to contain. So, you know, like I would predict that. Um, Maybe Arizona opens up an early lead, um, and the Derby City uh, establishes a lead at the end of the game, and that's how it ends. That's how I see that this game uh, going. Um, but I, I, I think uh, Derby City's sort of gone through the gauntlet. They've, they've faced adversity. They've played some very, very tough teams, uh, teams I think much tougher than Arizona has had on their schedule. So I definitely give the edge the Derby City Dynamite. All right, Mark, uh, we let you go. Thank you for coming in. I really appreciate it. We're looking forward to the w, uh, WNFC preview next week as we dissect the playoffs, the conference finals, and then we'll start to preview the nine cup uh, weekend. And then we'll obviously kind of follow up on this weekend, July 23rd and 24th, as the WFA National Championship results will come in and we're, we're going to be able to kind of dissect those thoroughly in terms of what happened and the outcomes so I really, really appreciate you coming in, or, as always. Looking forward to it. Um, have a great night, Oscar. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. That was Mark Simone, a.k.a. Backseat Coach. Uh, you can always follow him on Twitter at Backseat Coach. Follow him on Facebook at Backseat Coach. Uh, so he's always very informative, and you guys can follow him right there um, always. Let's go into the Monkey Knife Huddle here, and we're going to be talking to the Detroit Dark Angels, and that would be Coach uh, Thomas and quarterback Sarah Kirkos in a second. Fight is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Knife Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. All right, and we got the Detroit Dark Angels in the house, uh, coach Keith Thomas and quarterback Sarah Kirkos. Sarah, what's going on? Not much, Rogers. I practice right now. How's it going? Good. Um, 
Uh, Coach Keith, how are you doing today? Outstanding, Oscar. Appreciate you having us on, man. Thank you. All right, uh, Coach, uh, let's get real here. Mark just got real. He thinks you guys are going to punch it in and, and finally take your uh, uh, hoist the trophy here. Uh, we're all pretty much kind of in tune with that based on your schedule, based on your tough matchups this year and everything else. Uh, I know 2019 was one of those historic runs for you guys as well, and this this year it's been kind of up and down, but at the same time you're here, you've arrived, and uh, the opportunity to championship uh, is here. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, welcome to uh, WFA D2 championship on what I've been calling Planet Pandemic. Um, what this team has been able to accomplish this season has been pretty remarkable. You have to understand what we went through. We were blessed, for one, not to have any losses um, due to COVID directly to our team members. We had people with family members that went through a lot, but you're looking at a team that had, you know, I lost like four linemen, um, not because of COVID, but, hey, they got pregnant. You know, I lost offensive coordinators, offensive coaches, I lost a big chunk of my offensive backfield. At one point, we lost our home game field. A lot of teams didn't play this year because of COVID restrictions. We were facing that, and another school came in and saved us. So it's been pretty remarkable to get back to the championship under these amazingly, incredibly adverse conditions. So I think DDA is ready to play. Well, Coach, I applaud you for that. And I know everybody's gone, gone through it last year. It was, you know, either internally uh, and family, like you were just pointing out, or you were in challenge in terms of trying to get things underway and protocols for practice and everything else that happened. So uh, it's been a great ride for you guys as well. And then the two matchups against Boston, uh, you got some tough matchups that came up early in the season as well, and you had uh, the matchup against Derby. So um, can you speak to all those those three clashes and how those outcomes obviously didn't go your way, but probably uh, reinforce some of the basics in terms of getting back, you know, to playing into this D2 championship? Well, I'll tell you, three highly competitive games. I mean, there's nothing like playing, I don't know, depends on what debate you want to get into, playing the best team in the nation in the Boston Renegades. Um, You know, they've got a quarterback who's been a, a quarterback for that team for 18 years, you know, and they have some other players who are just dynamic. You know, you don't stumble into a three-peat or a potential three-peat, you know, with harsh language and bad intentions. They do it with a lot of skill. Derby City, um, there's actually a really tight relationship we actually have with that team. We, we know a lot of their players, um, their, their owner and corner Thelma, and we've had a chance to work together in all-star games. And much respect to what Derby City has done. I mean, um, you know, hard-fought battle the first time with them, and, um, you know, of course, you know, we gave them a little bit of a Christmas present the second game, but, uh, you know, it was a hard-fought battle, 14-7. to seven. And what it did for our team, it hardened us. You know, it, we took our lumps. We fought. First time we played Boston, it was on the road. I was missing, what, what's there, 18 players. They beat up on us. But when they came here to Detroit, uh, the Dark Angels really, really came to play. You know, when you face a team that only gave up six points, you know, and was blowing people out by 60, 70-plus, you know, we got in the field goal and we held them down near under 50. You know, I mean, that's – that's not something to crack champagne bottles about, but we played hard. And I mm-hmm. believe that that has toughened this team and along with the pandemic, along with losing 2020, and then the outcome of 2019. I've got some people who are very hungry for this Friday. I think that's uh, impressive. And I think also 
it was like self-awareness for everybody to be, uh, to stay motivated and also to have themselves some sort of regimen that you normally wouldn't have had in years past because of the closures and things like that. You still had to be somewhat creative to maintain some sort of consistency, either for you fundamentally or just health-wise. Sarah, uh, 2019, you know, didn't happen. You guys got there. It was a great run against Pittsburgh, and then you got you got to uh, face the slam. Here we are, totally different story this year. You guys have you know not steamrolled over everybody, but at the same time, you know you you won where you needed to win, and you you arrived here in Canton in a couple of days, and you're battling for a championship once again. Yep. Um. We're a younger team. I'm proud of how far we've come with this season. Um, there's more rookies than there is vets, so I'm honestly really proud of them. We've now, Sarah, what do, you, what do you see the change-up? Was it just because they were, you know, more in tune with wanting to play, or is it just the fact that just they took more guidance from everybody, not just the coaching or the changes with the coaching or, or the vets? Because a, a lot of the teams this year really was more like, everybody had to bond and contribute, not just because you're a player. Uh, you can also contribute because, you, you know, you're a veteran, you have knowledge, right? Yeah, they listen to us. They always ask questions. Our coaches are involved. Um, they're hungry, and they want to win. I think, um, like Katie said, we were missing quite a few people our first Boston game, and um, the rookies that were there that actually played, they were like, wow, this sucks. I don't want to feel this way again. So I think they really just turned it up and – we're going to keep going for it. I really feel like that was a key to the season for you guys because you guys took some lumps. Uh, when you take into account, a Coach, uh, uh, the Massey ratings and how it works, everybody gripes at the end, but I really think it, it benefits certain teams because if you play the toughest schedule that you can play against the toughest opponents, I think in, in the end, uh, you know, it rewards you for that effort uh, versus – you know, where you just have a weak schedule, you come in, uh, you might steamroll everybody or whatever the case may be, but you're not as durable uh, on in terms of a battle state when you get to the to a final or you get to a conference final. So I really think that that also was a benefit to you guys because you guys played some really tough matchups. Absolutely. We fought. Like, no matter what that score says, it was, it was a fight. They, I think they were surprised with how much, like, effort and, like, drive we had to win that game so no and that's why i'm saying it's a real big test uh because you're telling me most of the roster was rookies that really is a wake-up call when you go through and you face you know a boston or you face a a derby or you face a a really good competitive team throughout the season so and and no better like the coach said you know you face in boston you pretty much get a reality check of what a higher level of football would be and where you could be at that level And, and if you're a rookie you just got to see pretty much a little bit of excellence in terms of what happens in the sport when you gel together, you know, right. And you get the, the right pieces together. Um, coach, what, what do we do for this weekend? You get Nevada Nevada's coming up real hot. Uh, you know, they, they won every game that they had to win. They, they took care of Houston. Uh, they've been winning close games. They like to control the clock. Uh, it's basically ball control. Once they get into that, you got the, uh, the challenge of, Jasmine Plummer, very talented Jasmine Plummer. Um, so what's the keys here against Nevada for you guys? Well, I'll tell you, I am a coach that spends a lot of time on film. And, you know, whatever the commentators, the writers might say about their schedule, 
Nevada's a great football team. Okay, there, there's no mistaking that. When we went to the championship in 2019, we played on a sad, hot Saturday afternoon. So Friday night, we had an opportunity to sit back and watch Nevada win the D3 championship. Okay, so you don't get teams that win the D3 championship, bounce up to D2, and compete for another championship if they're a subpar team. So whoever they play, they are disciplined in what they do. So we have spent a, a, um, an enormous amount of time watching film and doing preparation. Um, if you think about how this pandemic started, we were doing Zoom meetings. Everybody rolled their eyes, but then the Zoom meeting became kind of our, uh, our 12th man. Um, we have probably spent, I don't know, since the middle of January up until last week doing Zoom calls, game planning, and that's been the key thing is that the players are bought in here. And so when we face an undefeated team that we know is very good, they're very disciplined, they're very sound, they're good at what they do. So it's a case of who wants it more, who's going to make the least amount of mistakes, who is going to execute plays, and, you know, who's going to get punched in the face, you know, under football guidelines. So the thing for a DDA is to show up, do their job, and the result will take care of itself. I really think that's going to be the key uh, of what's happening because – you're good. Your team is durable. They're looking for that next uh, step here. Uh, for us media people, Coach, uh, we're just giddy, popcorn and, and lemonade, ready to go to watch Detroit. You know, it's a it's like a fight against Nevada. We're going to see which you know who's going to want it more. You guys uh, already tasted this in 2019. They've won it at the lower level. Now they're really competing for that higher division. Like you said, they're, they they got to earn this, and they're looking to try to earn it. And who better to earn it against somebody that wants it from a previous year? You got it. I mean, you know, when you go to the ship and you fall short, it's unfinished business, okay? And I know how bad they want it. Like I said, great team. I mean, great coaching staff. They're, you, you watch them on film. It doesn't matter who they play. They execute. And that's a true sign of a great team. It doesn't matter who you play. You play up. And they've done that. But so has DDA. And, you know, I'm calling you right now from where? At home? No. I'm on the practice field right now um, getting my team ready to go. So I know they're going to be ready. They're going to be hyped and amped and ready to go. But the Detroit Dark Angels are going to match that and exceed it. Um, We saw short in 2019, and um, you'll see on Friday. We'll be ready to go. All right, Coach. uh, Sarah, any last words for uh, DDA fans, uh, what what to expect uh, on the D2 uh, championship day? We're going to give our all and hopefully bring that championship back to Detroit. Well, no, we will. I'm confident in us winning and bringing it back. So, All right. Sounds like you're hungry. It sounds like coach is ready. And like you said, strategically ready. He understands Nevada is, is the target. Uh, so, Coach, thank you very much for making the time. I know it's an uh, opportunity for you guys to get home down, but I really, really appreciate you uh, making a short window for us and giving the WFA fans an insight of what you guys are going to be doing this weekend uh, on the D2 championship level. Good stuff, Oxford. We appreciate you, man. You know, the the women's tackle football community really appreciates uh, people like you who step up, give these ladies, these athletes, the the platform they need to get the recognition that they deserve. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Really appreciate that. Um, this is this is the moment, the excitement they've always been waiting for for build up to eight weeks. I know you're ready, and I know you're going to have your team ready to go. Sarah, good luck. Stay upright. Uh, get some hits. And uh, hopefully the trophy will be hoisted. All right? Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great night, you guys. Uh, continue practice, and we'll see. Uh, be watching you guys 
on the WFA D2 uh, championship. Sounds good, Oscar. Take care. Good night. All right, guys. That was uh, Coach Keith Thomas and Sarah Kirkos at practice as the Detroit Dark Angels get ready to go to Canton to take on our next guest here. So let's go into the Monkey Knife Height huddle here, and we're going to get the second interview going in a second. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Knife Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. All right, guys, in the house, we got the Nevada Storm, the team that the Detroit Dark Angels was just talking about. We got uh, Coach of the Year, Chris Garza. And Mo Etchen in the house, quarterback Mo Etchen in the house. Uh, guys, uh, thanks for making the time in that little small window for the WFA fans to get excited for this weekend as the D2 National Championship. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much. All right. Uh, Chris, uh, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, congratulations. Great job this year. A lot of excitement in terms of us that cover the media, the league, everything else. Your team has really uh, been kind of a very inspirational for the season. And so, uh, you know, hats off to you and Adam and every, all your coaching staff as well and the talented ballers that are on your team this year. And here you are in, uh, arriving in Canton for a title once again. Yeah, I, I, it's a really exciting year, and uh, I really appreciate um, – you know, the accolade, it was really special for me, but really that that's more of a perseverance of our whole coaching staff as, as a total. Um, we play as a team. We coach as a team. Uh, we watch each other's backs. And, and to be honest with you, um, you know, I, I couldn't have gotten anything, anything like that without the coaching team and the players that we have on our team right now. Coach Chris, uh, what is the culture change? We talked about it about a year and a half ago. We talked to you guys about a year and a half ago. You said things were going to change. Consistency was going to come to play. Texas ball mentality was going to come to Nevada. So we see that now. Uh, I think some of the players have bought in uh, in terms of what you guys are doing, and this is kind of uh, relative to what the what the result is on the field. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we haven't changed anything. Uh, we, we want to instill a culture of, of winning and um, that, that mentality of, of just togetherness when you're out there on that football field. Um, our ladies have, have really bought into the program. They, they understand um, where we'd like to take them, and they, they totally trust our, our coaching staff. Our coaching staff is, is super consistent, and if you're not, you're out. And it, it's got to be about these ladies, and that's what it comes down to. Uh, Mo, you've been here a while now with the team. You see the coaching staff in place. You see the results uh, in terms of, you know, wins and the tough battles, and you get the you get the W's at this point, the battles against Cali Ward as well at the higher level here. Um, you know, you won a D3 championship, and here you are battling for one more championship at a higher level. So it's got to speak, uh, you know, well for you and – Everybody in terms of, you know, Jasmine, who's obviously a difference maker, Sarah, difference maker, and then your defense, who's stepped up all year. Yeah, we have an extremely talented team. Like Coach said, we have a very dedicated coaching staff, and all of our girls are a team. We're very together. And I think over the last – I've played for three years now, and it's just been a very consistent uh, ride the whole way. 
And I think that's a big deal in building something that will last, you know. And our coaches have just put in so much into this team. We're extremely lucky to have them. Now, Mo, you've been here three years. You've seen the storm grow from, you know, little Nevada out there in Reno, and all of a sudden now, you know, in terms of the WFA scope, you guys are mentioned a lot more often, and here we are, you know, D3 champion last year, and you're one, you know, one step closer this weekend to getting a D- Division II championship against a very tough Detroit team that's been battle-tested all year, and they, they were here in 2019 and lost it. So they got a bitter, bitter situation here for them. It's like they, they want to come in here and win it finally based on the loss from 2019. You guys are coming in here to prove that you belong in D2, and I think that's exciting for the fans, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's exciting for you guys as, as players too. Yeah, I think it's extremely exciting that we went up from D3 and to D2 and are still competing this at this level, obviously making it to the championship. I think that we will definitely bring it in this game and we'll have a good game and take home what we need to take home. So, uh, Coach Chris, a dynamic balance for you. You have Sarah, you got Jasmine. Uh, it's, the, the line has been very productive all season in terms of opening the gaps and the holes and getting the yardage. Um, and she's as talented as, as a, you know, any other uh, running back that we've seen in the past. But she's very good in terms of you know, between the gaps and finding the holes or uh, you know, uh, running with the lead blockers and really getting that extra yardage. So 20, uh, 22, really a beast. Yeah, Jasmine is something really special. Um, if you've never seen her play, um, it, it's totally different to watch her in person than it is on film. Um, just just her, her being in the huddle really helps out everybody's, uh, you know, mentality and their play on that on that down. Um, you know, when you've got a, a whole stockyard of people like Jesse Felker and Sarah Colangelo and, and Jasmine Plummer, it, it's hard to pick – which one you're going to take out first. And then if you concentrate too much on them, then you have no in here to, to worry about, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that we're just really humbled that we have a player like Jasmine on our team. And we're, we're also just excited that we have more than one option as well. And, and not to take away from Jasmine, she's a terrific player. Um, but having her on her, our side and in the huddle does change the mentality of the game. I really think it's a weapon, uh, uh, Coach Chris, because, like you said, it's an uh, for the defense. It's literally a mixture of some durability because uh, she's really durable when she gets when she, when she needs to, and she's very finesse like when she gets those open holes or or gets the spacing. So it's really uh, kind of a credit to you guys to kind of have this three offensive headed monster in terms of what preference of downs or or what down you're in, and you're able to kind of fluctuate either one or the other to, you know, to get the first down or to, or to continue the series. Um, how about your defense, Coach? All year they stood the ground. Uh, they've been able to, you know, keep people off the, off the, off the end zone uh, at minimal level here. Uh, I mean, they, they've been, they're good pass, at good pass rushing too. Um, so what can you say about your defense right now? You know, our defense is, is kind of in their teenager years right now, uh, per se. Um, we have a mixture of veterans and uh, newcomers, and I think the, uh, the newcomers that are coming along are starting to fill up that defensive spot a little bit more than our veterans where they normally would be. Um, our defense typically flexes to whatever offense we see. Um, we, we don't 
we don't stay set in our ways. We, we really want to make sure that we attack everybody we can the best we can. And uh, like I said, just with the team buy-in, sometimes it's, it's the, uh, the line that's going to have the great week. Sometimes it's going to be the, the corners that are going to have an awesome week, you know. Um, when it's your time, it's, it's your time. And, and I think the newbies that are coming on to our, our program are starting to see that and really take off in the defense. Mo, you've seen this defense in practice, but uh, your opponents have seen it so much live, uh, especially against Houston. Houston was a really, uh, you know, tightened uh, matchup against the energy, and it was just basically a couple plays here and there, and they made it happen so you guys could uh, earn that victory. Yeah, our defense has been working really hard this last year, and I think, like Coach said, they've been a lot more open in the sense of doing different of setting up differently and not staying stuck in our ways. And we've put a lot of focus on that, and it definitely is working out well for us. Now, Mo, uh, what do you expect on this weekend against Detroit defensively uh, against your running attack? Do you feel like uh, – have you seen them in action in terms of the defense on film and what they're able to do? Um, Yeah, I've watched – their film, and I think that if we bring our game and we um, execute and each individually do our job, then we will continue to see our offense and our defense continue to run through what we need to do. All right, Chris, what do you uh, have you seen film on them as well offensively? I know uh, we just talked to Coach Keith Thomas. He knows what you're going to be bringing to the table. He understands, uh, obviously, it's an obstacle. But uh, what do you see in terms of uh, Detroit, uh, any obstacles or problems that they might face, that you might face against them? I I think they have a really uh, well-rounded backfield. I think they have um, a backfield that can really, you know, bite at you if you're not paying attention to you. Um, They have multiple weapons in in their arsenal, and I really think they have um, heads-up football on both sides of the the, uh, ball. I think that's just a, a big key that we're going to have to play against. Now, points allowed, your guys are only allowing a, about a touchdown. They're allowing about two touchdowns, so there's a, a big difference there in terms of allowment. But uh, red zone-wise, they've given up a little bit more points than you guys have. So defensive, defensively, maybe an issue there for them. Uh, that's something that you guys can capitalize on? Yeah, I, I think that both. You know, if you look at both the stats on our teams, we're really similar. And uh, I'm just, you know, I I can't tell you anything more than I'm just so excited to to be a part of this game because I think it's going to be a great matchup. And win, lose, or draw, this is going to be a football game to watch. All right. Uh, Mo, uh, for us fans, we're diving into the scenarios, okay? That's what we do. So Nevada wins. (laughs) We got WFA history made. First team in the history of the Women's Football Alliance since its existence to win a D3 and a D2 championship. So for us, that's like, whoa, that's huge. For Detroit, uh-huh. it's the opposite, right? Detroit is, this is revenge win. This is like since the loss of two years, they have had to live with this. And they're coming in here to for the trophy because they didn't get the opportunity in, 2000, in 2020. Well, I think it's uh, – like Coach said, we're both strong teams, 
And it's really just going to come down to, I think, who wants it the most in that moment and who's going to take it. It's going to boil down to it. Uh, We're excited for it. Um, Coach Garza, congratulations again on your honors uh, for the uh, the WFA, you know, Coach of the Year. I really think uh, all our fans are excited. We have a a lot of anticipation coming up here in a couple days, and um, I wish you guys, the best. It's going to be a really great clash. We as fans are expecting this to be a dogfight, and I know that uh, once everybody gets there, it's going to be an exciting matchup. And so the Nevada Storm taking on the Detroit Dark Angels, uh, very impressive storyline. Uh, Coach Chris, what do you say to the, the Storm Chasers uh, that are going to be watching you guys or they're going to be in Canton this weekend? Uh, just, just know we'd love to have you there. And if you're not going to be there, then we we definitely know when you're watching. I, I don't know how we know, but we know, and, and we have one of the better followings in the West Coast. And I, I just absolutely love our fans. Thank you, Storm Chasers. All right, Mo. What do you say to Storm Chasers this weekend? They're going to see you live, front and center, with with Plumber and Company. Let's go out there, make some noise, get loud. If you're not able to make it, watch the live stream, and let's take this W. All right. You guys are awesome for making the time. I really appreciate it, uh, Coach. Thank you for making the time. I know you're for prepping for this great matchup. And, Mo, uh, you know, wish you uh, great luck and a great performance and stay upright on uh, this coming weekend against Detroit. So uh, expecting a great, great matchup for the w, uh, WFA D2 Championship. Thank you. Thank you, Oscar. Have a great night, guys. Thank you very much. Safe travels to Canton. All right, guys, that was uh, Coach of the Year, WFA Coach of the Year, Chris Garza, and quarterback Mo Etchen of the Nevada Storm as they're going to be facing the Detroit Dark Angels going up against uh, Coach Keith Thomas and Sarah Kirkos uh, this weekend for the WFA D2 National Championship. So we're going to be talking in – a couple minutes here, we're going to be talking to the Arizona Outcast. We're going to bring him in here in the house in a, in a couple minutes here. We're going to be talking to Coach Doug Dewin and uh, J.B. Goodlow, as well as Shannon Cooley. So we're going to bring them in here into the huddle, the third huddle of the night. So just be, bear with me in a second. The site is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. All right, let's bring in the Arizona Outcast here. And we should have on the line J.B. Goodlow and Coach Doug Dewin. How are you guys doing today? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing great. J.B.? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, we're supposed to have Sarah on. Is Sarah, is Sarah, I mean, Sarah Shannon's supposed to be on. Is she on? Coach Doug is here. All right. No, I'm saying, is Shannon, do you know if Shannon's on? Because I think uh, I was told that Shannon was going to be on, but I don't know if if she's going to be on or not. Let me see if she's on. Okay, hold on for a second. I have one more caller on here. So um, let's see if she's on. Shannon, is that you? Is that sound, is, Shannon, is that you on there? I guess not. Okay, so let's get started. Uh, Coach Doug, 
Uh, congratulations on the season. Uh, really great season so far for the Arizona Outcast. What an impressive turnaround from the Phoenix Phantom days to now. And if you didn't know about Phoenix Phantoms, well, you didn't know. Now you know that it's Arizona Outcast. So, right? It's like, uh, so impressive season so far. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. Honestly, coaching these girls is pretty easy. So they just got to put that work in. Well, it's been great uh, to see uh, performances on the field for you guys all season. You guys had um, Rainey out there, Ramos as well, contributing on offense, Coach. So a good balance attack. Uh, a couple of the losses, one of the losses I think Sin City was because you didn't have Rainey on there as uh, playing that game. So there was, a, there was a factor there. But overall, Coach, wh- what do you think of the season so far up to this point? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, from where we came from and, and what we've done in the past, uh, you know, to, to where we're at now, the whole vibe is different. Uh, the girls are, are just playing lights out, and uh, the dedication and commitment is just incredible. Do you think the pandemic had anything to do with being at home, working out more and, and all that other stuff and working on fundamentals on Zoom and everything? What do you think? Did the education help? Um, it, it didn't help me because Coach put on a couple pounds, but – uh, at the end of the day, I think, you know, the girls are pretty focused. You know, we had good communication during that time and, and were able to kind of get that football IQ up a little bit and, uh, you know, help them see football from a little bit of a different angle, more of the X's and O's. All right, JB and Shannon, um, do, do you agree with that? You guys are a little bit more focused, uh, more mindful of fundamentals and, and more football focused? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely think that this past season has given us some time to focus on um, rebuilding the team and just getting to know everyone off the field as well. Uh, JB, you and Shannon, wide receivers. Uh, uh, Ramos, pretty good, right? Pretty good quarterback because uh, I see her passing ratings pretty good. Uh, so you got a pretty good quarterback as well to, to kind of hand you the ball. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. What do you what do you guys say about uh, your quarterback and your running back? It's a pretty key uh, pretty key elements as well, right? Well, when you, when you have somebody like you know Jazz that is so explosive uh, on either side of the ball, you know that's definitely an X factor, right? So the one thing we are is we're we're fast, you know, and uh, that's been very helpful throughout the season, you know. The other thing that's been a big deal with this team is, you know, if somebody goes down, the next man steps up, you know, and so that's been the mentality across the board. Uh, you know, just because we, we lose somebody or someone's not in the game or something like that, you know, the next person in line gets up and performs as well. So keeping that a, a, at a high caliber has been key this year. Now, Coach, uh, you got two good receivers here in, uh, in JB and Shannon, uh, a good yardage. Uh, after the catch as well. Um, so what do you attribute your offense to at this point? Is it a balanced offense with the run pass and, and that's how you're be, been getting by, or is it more often a more offensive throwing in terms of, you know, your output? You know, I think, I think it's, it's, it's a balanced attack, right? So, you know, we're going to come out there and we're going to, we're going to, you know, take what the defense gives us and we're going to do things on our terms and, and we're going to go out there and play tough and, you know, either side of the ball, you're going to get, you know, speed and you're going to get aggression and you're going to get, uh, you know, 
just playability across the board, you know. So we're going we're gonna to come at you a bunch of different ways. Something's working in the run game, we'll stay there. You know, I mean, that's pretty traditional for coaching. But we can, we can get it thrown around a bit. And these gals, once the ball gets in their hands, you, you don't know what's going to happen. They're going to get yards after the catch. But that's just going to happen. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at the stats, JB. You got uh, the stats that were actually provided to us. I think it was 20. Uh, you're averaging about 25 yards, uh, and I think your longest play was 96 yards. So four touchdowns on the season. Um, so that's really awesome. So what do you attribute to your success in terms of yardage this year? Um, I think uh, for me, I think it's just uh... – catching the ball first and foremost and uh, gaining yards, gaining positive yards after that, um, you know, and just staying focused and just keeping my head in the game and just trying to just be always end zone hungry. That's that's just what we go by, end zone hungry at all times. Every time we touch the ball, that's, that's, that's our thing that we think about is end zone hungry. Now, you've been rushing as well, so it's like you've been able to do both. Uh, so it's pretty extraordinary for you and stay durable. Uh, and that's a key as well. So, I mean, you, you're not a, a bad runner any, uh, after all. It's 11 and a half yards is your average. So that's pretty awesome, right? Uh, right behind uh, uh, Rainey, which is just a beast. But overall, I mean, both both on the receiving and, and the, on the rushing side of things, you've been uh, doing a great job there. So what do you credit to that in terms of your workout? Have you done your workouts in both, just like on the catch and obviously – taking advantage of uh, some uh, some defensive mishaps? Yes, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just, um, like I said, it's just, just keeping my head in the game. Everything that coaches teaches me that, you know, I just try to take it and just try to do the best that I can. You know, that you know that's, that's it. Like, when it comes to me, it's just like I said, when I get my hands on the ball, it doesn't matter if I'm rushing or if I'm receiving, it doesn't matter. As soon as that ball touches my hands, I'm in zone hungry. That's it. All right, uh, Shannon, uh, your your numbers are pretty impressive too. Right behind uh, JB here, two touchdowns on the year. You're averaging about 17 yards as well. So um, more of a of a threat in terms of uh, receiving end of things. So this weekend, it's between you guys, uh, Rainey. Uh, I think WFA fans are pretty excited in terms of what you're able to do offensively. Um, what do you what do you see the uh, uh, you know your strength so far against Derby? Um, honestly, I think we just have a lot of speed on our team, and we just have a lot of people such as JB, Jazzy, um, our quarterback. We have a lot of people that are all kinds of threats um, on defense, offense. Um, usually I'm an offensive player, but this year I've had the opportunity to start a little bit uh, playing more on defense. So I think that's where we have a lot of strengths on our team is really we're just kind of an all-around threat. Uh, Coach, is it because of numbers, uh, dual threats on on your team here at this point? Uh, Because I know everybody has that situation where everybody thinks that, you know, everybody's got a 40-man roster, but in reality that's not the case. So uh, I see you guys, like Jessica's playing defense plus receiving and also rushing. So you got some uh, very talented, uh, good players that play both sides of the ball. Yeah, we kind of run Ironman football, you know. Um, like I said, everybody steps up to the plate when they need to. Uh, we have substitutions. We pop in and out of there, but our roster is not, you know, uh, huge. I, I, I haven't seen very many, um, you know, really big rosters until you get – some of the D1 teams definitely have it. But, you know, 
injuries will happen every season, no matter what. You'll lose a couple gals here and there, but for the most part, you know, we've been pretty consistent with our numbers, and and you put your best 11 on the field, and, and you do what you can in every situation to make sure that that's the case. Um, you know, you don't you don't go out there to do anything but win the game. Now, let's talk about Jessica on on defense. You got Maria uh, Petch, if I can say her name right, Tori Davis, mm-hmm. uh, Shannon's on D, JB on D, uh, you got Kiara. So defensively, uh, you're scoping Derby. Um, they are obviously pretty good as well. What do you see in terms of defense that you can take advantage on your defensive end against Derby? Well, Derby's a, a, a aggressive team. They're tough. I mean, I you know obviously they're here for a reason, and, and you know uh, take nothing away from that. So one thing that I like that Derby does is they they come at you, right? They just basically say, "Here's where we're going." Uh, it's up to you to stop us. So um, as the defensive coordinator, that's kind of the football that I like, right? Uh, let's let's get after it and get scrappy about it and just go do what we got to go do. And at the end of the day, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And, you know, bottom line is we're going to play them tough, we're going to play them fast, and we're going to play them aggressive. And, and uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Coach, what's the history with you and the team? How, how long of a tenure have you had with the team? Oh, some of these gals I've coached for the last five, six years. Um, there's a couple vets on there. Uh, this is across a couple different teams. I was with the Phantoms, and then before that with the Arizona Assassins. Um, you know, but uh, I always keep coming back. You know, every every year I always say, hey, it's going to be my year to maybe step away from football, and then I get that phone call or that text, and then I'm right back in it. So, I can't uh, I can't walk away from these ladies. Their dedication and commitment is very inspiring for somebody who coaches. Now, coach, uh, the history of the Phantoms uh, in the past uh, not as successful as it was as, as the Outcasts right now. As you guys are reborn as the Outcasts, uh, what's the difference here in terms of the uh, you know the rebranding plus the you know the effort that was put in this year? Do you think it's just because of COVID, or is it just the fact that? Everybody was more focused this year than any other years before? Um, well, one of the things I can attribute this to is our head coach, Joe. Uh, you know, attitude reflects leadership in all cases. Uh, Joe's pretty no-nonsense, and, and, and he's out there to win, and, and he has a way of, of running the squad. And, and if, if it fits for you, you're going to have a blast. If it doesn't, it might not be the team for you. Um, there's not a lot of entitlement on this team. You got to earn your reps. Every minute, you got to earn your reps. Uh, if if you're not doing the job, then then you won't be there. And and that's just been the bottom line this season. Um, it's it's takes a couple years to turn that corner, but I think we're headed in the right direction. And and I think we still got you know a lot more in us. And we're talking about Joel Griffin, right? Your coach, um, head coach, and owner of the team. I might add. Yes, sir. All right, um, Shannon and JB, what do you uh, what do you think of the parity in the Division Three? A lot of teams this year started, uh, like a, a lot of teams, like over thirty teams, and for you guys to arrive here as the la- one of the two teams, last two teams to compete for this title, so it says a lot about you guys. Yeah, I definitely think um, with there being so many teams out there, it's definitely crazy that we are going to be one of the final two. But I really think 
we have put a lot of work into it, and we just have some true athletes. Um, we don't have the numbers like a lot of other teams might have, but we really have people who are dedicated and really ready to put in whatever work and do whatever position that coach wants them to do. So, um, and that's all for the love of the game. So I think really that's um, where we're our, one of our strengths is. Now, JB, uh, you guys had one loss against Sin City. Uh, what was your reaction uh, with the loss at Sin City? It's more of a downer, or just it's, let's move on to the next one. Uh, it was kind of both for me. I actually, uh, I actually had got hurt that game, so uh, it was a, it was a pretty a bummer for me to even just be sitting on the sidelines and just to see my team, you know, with their head down on the field. You know, it was a bummer, but you know. It's, it's, you know, it's one game at a time, you know. It's, we lost that one, oh, well, we're going to pick our heads up and go to the next one. And, you know, it, it led us to where we are today, you know, our, you know, right now, this weekend. So, you know, we just got to go out there and just show them who we really are, you know. So we, we are the outcasts. Uh, Coach, a few 1-0 defeat of Capital Pioneers was really shocking for us all media people because we thought that was going to be, like, a very competitive matchup. But, you put a 50-burger out there. Either you guys were really angry or it just went your way all game. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, I would say we were angry per se. Um, our defense definitely woke up. Uh, if, if you watch that film, you'll see a lot of swarming to the ball, very, very fast defense. Um, I think that, you know, Capital is a fantastic football team. Um, the, the, don't let that score fool you. You're going to be hearing more from them. Uh, great group of, of gals and awesome coaches. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, we just had a formula. We executed it, and it, it was successful, you know. And so that's kind of where we're at. We, we, take, we don't take any single team lightly, you know. Um, I will say that coming down and playing in 110-degree heats a little bit different for some of these teams. Um, but I guess they had a heat wave before they came down, so they were conditioned a little bit for it. Now, Coach Doug, uh, the battle against Iowa, unfortunately, Mother Nature didn't, uh, you know, afford us the full game. But, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure Iowa understands what the, uh, you know, the outcome would have been and the decision was made. So you guys, at that point, um, you got the decision that you guys are moving on based on the circumstances. So uh, what was it feeling like right there? It was, was, you know, I've been coaching for 20-plus years, and I've never really had anything like that happen. Uh, you know, the thing that's tricky out here is when we get lightning and, and we get Mother Nature calling, she don't slow down. Um, we tried to find a different field. You know, we tried to get as many options as possible. You know, uh, they did everything in their power uh, to to make sure that they were, they were going to give everything they could to, to get that game to work. Um, and it just didn't work out that way. Um, we were up pretty good at the half. Uh, I wasn't necessarily seeing us slowing down. Uh, these girls, once they get spun up, they're 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 pretty pretty consistent. So I think we all knew what that game meant. You know, it's not a not the greatest way to 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 pull out a W. You know, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Shannon, JB, you guys feel the same way about that game? Uh, I mean, everybody wants to complete the game, but unfortunately, you know, Mother Nature had other plans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely wanted to complete it. Yeah, uh, it Agreed. was a bummer. Um, 
you know, it's you know, regardless of that that team that we was playing there, that they definitely have heart. You know what I mean? We I wish we definitely could have finished out that game. I think they was probably gonna be one of the challenges most one of the challenges teams that we probably would have played all season, you know what I mean? But you know, it's you know, like coach said, it's just mother nature. When it comes, it comes. You can't stop it, you can't do nothing about it, so Shannon feel the same way? Yeah, I completely agree. Um obviously we would definitely want to finish the game, but um, at the end of the day, I think Iowa's a great team, and we definitely appreciate appreciate them coming down. Um, and our team thrives on high level of competition. So, um, you know, I think as we get closer to the championship and these higher caliber teams, I think um, we thrive off of that. So we're definitely we are looking forward to this weekend and. Um, you know, feeding off of the rest of our season. Coach Doug, uh, I'm pretty sure Coach Joel is, is is pretty happy with the outcome of this of the whole season, like you are. Uh, but you know, it's, it's nothing compared to uh, raising a trophy at the end, right? So this is a huge moment for your franchise, pretty much too. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come out and get after it and see how it plays out. You know, we don't we don't walk onto a field expecting not to win, so. Uh, you know we're going to play hard, and, and I guarantee you, you know that Derby City team—they're—they're they're going to come out just playing just as hard. So I think we're going to have a great game on our hands, and, and I'm excited for it. Uh, you know, trophies are trophies at the end of the day, so we'll see who's lifting. All right, um, JB and Shannon, this is a huge moment in terms of the sport. You guys are being part of history being made this weekend. So if you're not if you didn't realize it, I'm just letting you guys know. You guys are pretty much a part of history. Uh first six teams in Canton at the Hall of Fame. Uh this is the first of five years that it'll be there. But this is the first spotlight that you guys are gonna get up there. So any pressure for you guys or any awe moments at this point or, or until you arrive there I guess it'll be the, the different uh atmosphere. For me, honestly, you know, it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge and um I'm kinda nervous about it but as soon as I step on that field it's 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 game mode. You know, it doesn't matter what field I'm on, I'm gonna do what I gotta do to bring that W home, so Yeah, like JB said, I feel like if you're not nervous then uh, you know, there might be an issue because obviously like you said, this is a historic moment, but I really think that um you know, people underestimate us. We've never had a championship or anything coming from Arizona. Um, and we really are the outcasts. We are a bunch of people who might have not known how to play football a year ago, but um, we are definitely a lot higher caliber team, and we're looking forward to coming out with the win this weekend. Yeah, I, I think you guys are going to do great this weekend. Uh, Derby's hungry. You're hungry. Uh Coach Doug, the storyline is really a big, big uh, amount of two franchises looking to shine on the big stage. And uh, what, what bigger stage than Canton, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as, you know, as I tell these girls, in, in Legs said, said it, Shannon, we call her Legs, uh, basically, if you're not nervous, something's wrong, you know, but... When you look at the field, it's the exact same size as the field we play on now. 
The grass is the same color. The numbers are all measured out the same way. It's a football game. We've done this plenty of times before. Uh, we have to kind of step away from that hype and isolate it and, you know, just get the work done, uh, you know, and then and then take care of business and, and do what we do. All right. For you, Coach Doug, and for uh, Coach Joel, uh, what kind of a moment are you guys feeling right now? So you guys are going to be part of history. It's the first historic event. And it's a big event. I mean, I'm, I'm not just talking on the on-field oh, stuff. It's, I'm talking about the weekend event. Um, it's a historic moment. Uh, you're going down in the history books. Whether you win or lose, he's going down in the history books. Right. So me and Coach have been, you know, together close to 10 years. And I, I met Coach Joe coaching youth football. And we've been to nationals a couple times together. And, you know, we fight like we're related. So, uh, it's a good mix between me and him. And, uh, you know, I would not uh, be here, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Coach Joe. He's, he's a big part of the equation. Uh, I'd follow that guy anywhere. You know, he's, his, he's, he's probably the most football guy I've ever met. And uh, he, he definitely has a good eye for the game. Uh, his passion for these girls is second to none. I mean, I, I, it's hard to explain. Um, I'm excited because, you know, I have a, I have a daughter and, and I don't want anybody to ever tell her you shouldn't do something because you're a girl. And so me being out on that field with these ladies and being able to pull that home for her alone is, is very special to me. That's awesome to hear. I mean, this is what we're at, right? This is what we're doing it for. This is what we're striving for. We, we want to get to the recognition to get paid to play, and that's our goal. But to get there, obviously, there's – baby steps that we got to attain to. So, um, JB and Shannon, um, uh, think of yourselves as pioneers at this point or no? <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, uh, win or lose, like I- I'm just proud to be a part of the team and really proud to be a part of this moment. And um, for any other girl that, like Coach Doug said, is being told that they can't do something. So, um, win or lose, this is a win for us, and um, I'm really thankful for all of our coaches who have really brought a bunch of ladies who never knew they could play football and brought us to this massive stage to really change the way in women's sports. So I'm definitely thankful for that. JB, what's your what's your sense so far? Uh, it, you, you know, you're going to be looked upon as one of the people that. Uh, in the record books, but uh, do you feel do you feel like you're a pioneer at this point? You're helping towards guiding that next stage for the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, like following up what Lex said, you know, I I'm just I'm already a winner just being on the outcast. Period. That's 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 where I'm gonna start right there. It's just it's just just how far we have came. You know what I mean? It's a it's it's a blessing to be where we are today and. Doesn't matter how long people have been playing the football. As long as you're on, as long as you're an outcast, I feel like you're we're a winner already. So win or lose, you know we're winners in in my eyes. So you know, and I continue to stay with be with the uh, with the team for some for some time now. So you know, hopefully we can be here again and again and again. But until then, you know, for this being our first year as an outcast and we made it this far, you know, this is this is all we can ask for. You know what I mean? So. Well, congratulations to you guys, the, your squad, um, to the talented quarterback that you have, Ramos, uh, Rainey, what an amazing uh, athlete she is as well as a contributor to your squad. 
Uh, Coach Doug, uh, great job this year. I wanted to bring you guys on uh, to kind of spotlight the national championship, but also to give you guys your credit for the hard work that you guys put in all year, the accolades, the uh, running the table pretty much all season and putting in the work. And then, you know, D3 is under-recognized most of the time all season, but you guys have put a spotlight on it just like Derby has. And I think uh, fans really appreciate all of the work that you guys put out this season. No, we appreciate that, and I definitely appreciate the work that you guys do. I think it's uh, it's good what you're doing, and it's it keeps things on that positive note, and, and it's incredible all the way around. Yeah, we want to be a, you know bring awareness to the sport. That's our, our our attitude. That's what we want to do, not just here on the podcast, but overall on our social sites. But to you guys, credit to the hard work all year to get here. Uh, it is going to be a battle and clash. Uh, Derby, no different here. They're coming to win and they want to get that trophy as well. So, uh, Coach Doug, what will it mean if you get out of Canton with the trophy to bring it to hot Arizona? Is it going to melt when it, when it arrives? <laughs> uh, it might. <laughs> it's getting hot out here, you know. So, um, you know, I, I think for, for somebody who didn't really know about women's football five years ago and, and been in the scene and, and see what's going on out here, I think that, you know, uh, I think it's going to be a big deal if we can bring it home. So uh, I, I'm sure the same goes for, you know, uh, Derby. You know, I think in general it's 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 just a great accomplishment. And, and you know, like JB said, to get to where we are right now, uh, we're blessed. And so let's see if we can keep that blessing going and uh, and get to the end here with the good result that we want. All right. I know the Suns aren't bringing the champ NBA Finals back, so maybe you guys will be able to do it and just kind of – Put yourselves in the spotlight. You know what I mean? What, what they say, sons and seven, I think, is what I last heard. Uh, that's what I heard. I, I, I'm a betting guy, and it's not going my way because I, I thought for sure the deer was not going to be around. But uh hasn't worked out for me so well in terms of money. Uh, hoping that's the case. But I'm betting on you guys, okay? Let's do that. I'm betting on you guys. Putting the bet on you guys. Uh, bring the trophy home. Um, and, and, and it'll be a great a – great, uh, a franchise, you know, moment for you guys as well to put it out there. And uh, thanks to Joel for making all this happen for the interview today to get you guys together for me. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, a great job by him. So make sure you guys let him know. I know he's going to be probably listening to the podcast, but, um, you know, Joel Griffin, what an amazing owner, uh, head coach as well. And uh, an opportunity in Canton, you guys, uh, we're all giddy. we got the uh, lemonade and the popcorn ready. All we need is just the, the <laughs> spectacle and the entertainment. So, uh, we'll we'll deliver, one way or another. All right, safe travels to Canton, you guys. I really appreciate you guys making the time today, and uh, looking forward to the matchup this weekend on Friday. Hey, thank, thank you, you so much. for your time. Thank you. All right, you guys. Uh, that was it. That was Coach uh, Doug Dewan, and we had uh, Shannon, uh, uh, quote unquote, Lakes Cooley. And then uh, J.B. Goodlow as well, uh, wide receiver. So they're getting ready for the Derby City Dynamite, which has, has been an outstanding season for them as well. Battled through a lot and to get he, uh, to get to the National Championship D3. Uh, we're going to have a little chat with them in a couple minutes here in the uh, uh, fourth Monkey Knife Fight huddle. Uh, but I invite you guys over to the hub get the latest news that's coming up here. So if you did not know where the hub is, 
Let me tell you where the hub is. It's at facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. Check it out. The best network on the planet exists at the hub. If you want to follow Women's American Football globally, we have built this network over 10 years, and we have amazing, talented people that love this sport, every facet of the game, and they all contribute internationally to give us the best feedback, stories, articles, and insight. Everything that has to do with women's American football, that's where it's at, at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. I think we're almost at 9,200 uh, follows. Uh, so if you want to get us to 10,000, that would be awesome. Just tell your friends, share the post, uh, let people know what's going on in the sport so they can uh, support local teams in their area that they're probably not aware of. Uh, also support them nationally as well, some of the national teams as well. So uh, WFA weekend is going to be in uh, Canton. So we're going to get the preview right here, just going to before we bring in Derby City here, and let's go ahead and let uh, get Brian Sweeney to give us a lowdown. Hey, football fans, Brian Sweeney voiced the Women's Football Alliance Division I National Championship game, and we have made it to the end of the road. The road to Canton is complete, and we know will be playing in the three national championship games this weekend in Canton, Ohio. In Division Three, the National Conference Championship, Derby City Dynamite knocked off New York with a 34 to nothing victory in front of its home fans. On the American side, the Arizona Outcast beat the Iowa Phoenix in a game called Early Due to Storms in the Area, 29-8. So Arizona and Derby City will compete for the Division Three National Championship on Friday, July 23rd at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Both teams are 7-1 and one going into this game, and both teams have had games where they have put up more than 70 points. In Division Two, the Detroit Dark Angels won the National Conference Championship 59 to nothing over the Jacksonville Dixie Blues. They will play the Nevada Storm, who won 14-6 over the Houston Energy. Nevada, at 7-0, and was the Division Three national champions back in 2019 they will go up against the four and three detroit dark angels in the division two championship game there's plenty to do in canton over championship weekend besides just the championship games cleveland browns will host the wfa all-american girls clinic on friday from 10 to 2 on saturday the all-american game will happen at 1 p.m and during halftime the wfa will announce its most valuable players Later, prior to the Division I championship game, the league will honor those that have been breaking barriers, including Callie Brownson, Lori Locus, Jennifer King, Andra Douglas, Viri Lieberman, and Kathy Curras. These awards will be presented by NFL Hall of Famer and co-owner of the WFA's Pittsburgh Passion, Franco Harris. Finally, after the Division I national championship game is the after party, your opportunity to meet and mingle with players, coaches, and fans from around the league. In the Division I Conference Championship, four teams that not only scored the most points in the regular season but also allowed the fewest met in two games to finalize their trips to Canton, Ohio. In the National Conference, the back-to-back national champion Boston Renegades show that they are not slowing down anytime soon as they handed the previously undefeated Tampa Bay Inferno a 63-3 loss. They will face the Minnesota Vixen, who in their 23rd season are playing some of their best football ever, having beaten last season's American Conference champions, the Cali War, 33-22. The Boston-Minnesota game is a marquee matchup many across the country have been waiting to see. Minnesota, in their first season in Division I, were supposed to have played Boston back in 2020 before COVID canceled the season, and there is not a better stage for the first meeting between these two teams. 
This is it. We have made it to the end of the road, the road to Canton, and three teams are about to be crowned champions in their respective divisions of the WFA. Follow For the Fans HQ on Twitter and Instagram to find out where you can watch these games, and remember to follow Women's Football Alliance on all social media platforms. Tickets are still available to the National Championship this weekend in Canton, Ohio, by heading to www.hofvillage.com and clicking on Events. Hey, it's Brian Sweeney. Follow me across social media at Mr. Underscore Announcer Guy, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, get the lowdown right there uh, from Brian Sweeney. Go to the Hub, get the information on everything, uh, the agenda coming up here for the weekend, uh, all everything, the event that's coming up in Canton. So you can go to our Twitter feed at Gray Iron Beauty. You can follow Brian at Mr. Underscore Announcer as well on Twitter and Instagram. And you can go to the WFA Women's Football Alliance on Facebook, at WFA Football on Twitter, and at WFA Football on Instagram to get all the lowdown of what's going to happen this weekend on July 23rd and 20th, Canton, Ohio, at the Hall of Fame Village as well. So um, you can get the lowdown in terms of the International League, which happened this weekend, Maple League in action this weekend, the Finnish champions, the Helsinki Wolverines, finally get their first win of the season in Division One with the uh, with the uh, against the uh, West Coast Phoenix, and so that was pretty exciting. The champions, Wolverine ladies, behind the talented defensive back Hannah Plaskaska with two interceptions, and running back Mari Jaskela with three touchdowns. They get their first win of the season, 28 to eight. Get the uh, breakdown right there at the hub, and then uh, we were lo- lo- waiting for the official report and recap of the game from the American football in Finland as well. Uh, you get the replay from as well live uh, via Facebook at the Roosters uh, page. Roosters women get a 26-0 victory versus Helsinki Wolverines Blue in Division One, And that was a live stream there, so you can watch it there. Uh, that was uh, basically week five. And week five also in women's Division One, a tough contested battle between the Waza Royals against the Northern Lights as the Royals, with an opportunity to hand the Lights a loss in the 2021 campaign, can, did not happen. Northern Lights held off the Royals 28-21 to remain undefeated, while the uh, Waza squad falls to 2-2 two and two on the season at 500. So really interesting matchups in Finland. We also had the rundown in the uh, Monterey Mexican Liga. Semifinals are going to come up here in about a week or so. We will be covering that toe-to-toe. Uh, there's also a great interview that was done by NFL Girls MX, which we're uh, networking with this season, especially with the excitement of the NFL coming up. So they do a fantastic job in Mexico uh, with covering the NFL on a platform that's all female uh, as well. So uh, NFL Girls MX, you can follow them on Facebook. Uh, interviews with Ichel Rubio Sosa, the president and founder of FX Mexico, and the state of the game and the opportunity for women to play the sport in Mexico. Pretty uh, awesome interview there. So you can follow uh, FX Mexico at LigaFX, Facebook.com forward slash LigaFX. You can follow them on Twitter at FXF underscore football, on IG at LigaFX as well. So um, get the interview right there from uh, NFL Girls MX with the president and founder of FX Mexico, Ishel Rubio Sosa on the state of the game in Mexico. All right, for uh, three days, almost three days to go in the Women's National um, 2021 Championships, the WFA in Canton, 
So there's an article there from cantonrep.com, pretty awesome article, kind of breaks down the weekend, all the divisions, the championship events, and everything that's happening in the sport uh, this weekend in terms of Canton. There's also a great uh, shout-out that we got to give out to uh, one of the Utah Falcons of the WNFC, and uh, she was playing this season as well, and that is the talented uh, McKenna Morgan was recognized in the in the Utah Women's Trailblazer exhibit in Riverton. Uh, she was one of the original 50 players that created the Riverton High School girls team, uh, Utah Girls Football League, uh, part of that. And so she also played on the Falcons, number 49, for the WNFC. So uh, shout out there to her uh, for being a trailblazer and a pioneer for girls tackle football. So really awesome piece that, that was done there. Uh, and it, the exhibit goes through, I think, September. So you can get to check it out there. The rest of the articles out there at the at the Hub, uh, a lot of the WFA Offensive Players of the Year, Defensive Players of the Year, plus Coach of the Year, you get the lowdown right there. You can go to the Hub uh, and get the lowdown. Uh, American Conference Offensive Player of the Year as well. That was Minnesota's Grace Cooper. Uh, you also have the National Conference Player of the Year, Storm's uh, Jasmine Plummer as well. You also had Offensive Player of the Year from the National Conference. That was La Essence Houston Buckner, which we'll have here in a couple minutes uh, as we talk to the Derby City Dynamite on the excitement that's going to happen this weekend in Canton as they go up against the Arizona Outcasts. If you missed the WNFC uh, breakdown uh, and weekend, you can get to watch the Pacific Conference Final, the Atlantic Conference Final, right there at the Hub. And courtesy of, the, of WNFC, you can follow them on Facebook, WNFC, or WNFCfootball.com. You get the, be, the best plays uh, scrolled down and compressed in terms of the two matches, the Utah versus San Diego Rebellion and the Texas Elite Spartans uh, taking on the Alabama Fire. Plus, you'll also get the, the breakdown of the top plays of, 2000, of 2021, top plays of 2021, also part of the WNFC for the regular season. So, Check it out right there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. The other matchups we had, uh, it was the Tampere Saints, uh, I believe, losing 35-26 to the uh, Sainayoku Crocodiles. You also get the uh, update there right there as well. And then uh, also recap, we five, Finland Women's Division One, uh, Coda Eagles defeated Loya Linuses to zero uh, in, t- in, t- in terms of the international scene. So, uh, breakdowns, everything happening in the sport, you go right there to the hub. Uh, stories, inspiring stories, awareness of results, and everything else that's happened. So as we get ready for this coming weekend for the Women's Football Alliance as well. Uh, so let's go into the huddle. And we're going to go into the huddle, and we're going to be talking to uh, the Derby City Dynamite in a second. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. All right, and we have the Derby Dynamite in the house, and we have, uh, I believe, quarterback. La Essence Houston Buckner, which is also the National Conference Player of the Year offensively for the WFA, and head coach Roy McMillan. How you guys doing? Hello. Uh, doing good. Doing good. You guys doing good? Getting ready for that trip to Canton? Yes. Yes. Being uh, yeah. focused. Are we all packed <laughs> yes, and ready? Yes, I've been packed for two days. 
Oh my God, you're <laughs> you're all ready to go. I'm surprised you haven't sent all that stuff courier already to the hotel. <laughs> Man, if I could, I would have. I'm ready oh my to God. the field. All right, uh, I wanted to bring you on, uh, lessons because yeah, you, this award is pretty nice award. And it's a re- uh, recognition of all your accomplishments. And then on top of that, uh, all your struggles up to this point. I know in 2018 you had a severe uh, injury at this point, And here you are today uh, going to go play for the D- Division Three championship. Yes, yes. It, it's, um, you, don't, you don't have a testimony without a test. And 2018 was a really hard year for me. Um, but to come back home, because I moved and played for another team, and come back home and to help my team get to where we are today, it feels amazing. It feels, it feels great. Right. Po- like, it's exciting. Po- um, what do you say of the, all the work you guys have put in? Uh, Thelma, owner, excited and giddy to get here. Uh, but for you guys as a coaching staff, you guys have uh, you know struggled in terms of all year to get the, get the wins, but you got the wins. And here we are, one more test. Uh, oh, yeah, I tell them all the time, you know, this it, it, it started way back in uh, November, you know what I mean, and all the off-season work and uh, in, the, in the gym and lifting weights and running and and me yelling at stuff today, you know what I was talking about, and, <laughs> uh, just trying to get them to do some things that they're not used to and breaking some bad habits. So, yeah, it, it, it's all paying off, and, and that's, that's, that's the plan. That was the plan. All right, uh, Coach McMillan, um, you have a pretty, pretty good defense, uh, I would say, and uh, you know you're facing up uh, a, a, an offense that has put up a lot of points on the West Coast. I'm pretty sure you've already scoped some of that. So, what do you, uh, what do you say of Arizona and what you've seen so far of Arizona on tape? Uh, extremely fast, extremely athletic. You know, uh, b- before I watched the, all the game film, a lot of it was you know they they were. Uh, a lot of the the word I heard was there was one player, you know, just got stopped one player. But when you watch them, they got some football players. Uh, they they got quite a few players actually that you got to look out for. So very very good offensive team, very good, uh, very skilled team. So it's going to be tough. You guys were tested all year. You guys got uh, go up against uh, Detroit as well. Um, you got a couple a couple uh, you know victories along the way as well and. It's not like uh, anybody was blowing out anybody here, but it's pretty competitive matchups for for the most part, uh, especially against Detroit in season. And then you also went up against uh, Music City. Um, and then against New York, uh, the anticipation was, you know, they were going to put up a fight here, but you guys pretty much put a donut on it defensively. So that was a great job for you guys against a real talented New York knockout team. Uh, yeah, we were like you said, we were tested. I mean, Detroit twice, uh, Nashville twice, two very talented, very physical teams. Uh, and, and that, that prepared us well for this playoff run. Uh, so, you know, the schedule make, means everything. Every game counts. So, uh, you know, the travel to Detroit was a, was a, you know, was an eye opener for us. And to go up there and play uh, one of the top D2 teams and play them as, as well as we played them, you know what I mean? Uh, was, was a confidence builder. So then, uh, Come back home and, and get the win against Detroit and and then and, and beat Nashville two times and actually Cincinnati was a really talented team too, so uh, we we played a tough schedule, so uh, it was it was tough on New York you know having to travel twelve hours and to come down here in Kentucky and we had an hour rain delay or lightning delay 
So we, they were in a bad spot, but uh, we, we got we got a good defense. So it, all right, it showed. I think you guys have done so well this year in terms of you know keeping down the opponent to a minimal scoring, and I think that's going to be a key against Arizona. Um, what do you say? The essence of of the Arizona defense. Have you scoped them yet at this point, and what kind of problems they might face for you? Um, I've, I've I've watched every game film that we've put up on the huddle, uh, and I've actually had some players help me. But I mean, I've looked at their DNs; they have nice nice coverage, and their secondary is nice. They don't they're not slow, so just gotta watch out, keep my head on the swivel. And I think that's the key right now. Is just uh, two two uh, teams that are pretty much at that stage where. Everybody didn't expect you guys to be here, and it's it, this is a brand-new team for them in terms of transformation and new branding. For you guys, this has been a long journey for you guys to get here as well. You guys have been very competitive year-to-year, Coach, in terms of the D3 scene, but how it's it's kind of maddening to think that the almost 30 teams in D3 and you're one of the two standing for this moment. Yeah, it, it definitely is when, that, when you look at it like that. We are – we we put in a lot of work and and like these girls have been working for years. Uh, it's only my second. It's only my first year coaching. I I took over last year, but pandemic uh, cut us back. But so it's really my first year coaching them. And uh, I was you know I'll be honest, I was shocked at the, the the talent level when I got out there. And I told them, you know we you know we can just tweak some things here and there, and we we're we have an opportunity. So. You know, to get them to believe in, in, in me and believe in what I was doing was was basically the hardest part. Because yeah, I got, you know, Thelma's a 10-year veteran. Crystal White's a 10-year veteran. Lessons is, you know, when I got her, she wasn't a quarterback. But, uh, you know, through her hard work and film study and, and repetition, you know, here she is, obviously, play of the league. So, yeah, they, they, they did all the work, and, and we're ready. It's our time. So, hopefully – you know, we'll play well on on Friday, and and it'll be worth it. All right, Lessons, this is a huge moment uh, for the WFA as a brand, a huge moment in terms of women's tackle football to be playing at the Hall of Fame game, and you're one of the six teams that's representing this huge moment. Do you feel any pressure at this point to put out a great game, great clash? Um. A lot of pressure, honestly, but I'm really just walking in as another game. I'm just trying to stay focused for this championship, honestly. I'm not trying to look at everything around me, but, I mean, it's a lot of pressure, just the the opportunity to, you know, keep, get, keep the brand out there. Coach, uh, this is going to be a moment for you in the in the history books because you're bringing a team into this uh, you know, six teams, the last standing here, and this is a, a huge moment in terms of the brand of the WFA, in terms of the sport, uh, to be at a prominent man's uh, facility, uh, you know, uh, kind of an enshrinement area in terms of the field. Do you feel any different than that, or are you just focused on, hey, let's just get the W and then figure that out after? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's basically it. Uh, well, well, one thing you said was, said that uh i like coming is we try to we try to teach i try to teach our, my ladies that it's just it's football it's not men's football it's not any different i mean the ball is different but the field is the same size we still run we still block we still tackle 
you know, it's, it's football. So we, we, that's what we try to focus on. The uh, enormity of it uh, only matters if we if we pull out the win. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we we're gonna go out here and play hard football, and then we will we will look at the big picture. You know, hopefully about six o'clock on on Friday night. All right. Uh, I mean, you guys know her. Uh, she's put a lot of hard work in here, lessons uh, in terms of uh, Thelma. So this is gonna be as Win or lose, this is going to be a historic moment for her. I think a lot of tears are going to be out there. Yes, yes. We are doing it for our sister. We are doing this for Thelma. She earned it. She has put a lot of sweat into it to get here. I I hear that she's quitting or retiring is the word properly if she hoists the trophy. Because I, I think that's where we want to be, right, Coach? You just want to get hand her the trophy and say, "Okay, you're you're retired. Let's do this <laughs> officially." Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's the rumor, but you know, Tamil uh, loves football, so. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm and, assuming and we all we all say we retire every year. Injury for her not to play any longer somehow, which we don't wish that on her, but <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Right, but yeah, uh, what a moment. What a moment, Coach, if you do get uh, or, or give the opportunity for, for her to hoist this trophy, not just as an owner, but trophy as a player as well as a participant. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. She's a great girl. She's a great person. She uh, she looks out for people. She looks out for players on the team. She does. She bends over backwards for, for everybody just to give them an opportunity to play. And playing is, is a big part of it, but – being able to win is 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 phenomenal. You know, she she's a big part of this league. She's on the board. She she does so much for women's football in our area. So th- this is a great opportunity for us to to be able to give back to her. All right. So I'm going to put this in perspective for you guys. Uh, the Arizona Outcasts, which the I don't think the Phoenix Suns are going to win the NBA Finals, but I could be wrong. But anyways, uh, the uh, the Suns probably not going to bring the the finals championship but they could bring the final championship right home and that's a whole state they're representing you guys are representing a whole state as well so it's kind of a nice love uh, nice little storyline don't you think oh yeah yeah definitely definitely i mean this is this is big for the state of kentucky you know it, it's a to uh we, you know to, to boost football to boost our flags, to boost women's sports and, and and that's what we really want to do i mean we want to boost uh, the 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 awareness of of the women's league. I mean, we, you know, in, in our reality, we have enough people in Kentucky that we could probably be a D one team. But just the awareness of people don't even know we have a team, and this has allowed us to to get the word out more. Uh, you know, winning breathes everything. So, you know, we've been you know Louisville was a big market, and, and to be able to be on local news a couple times and and have a lot of the sports reporters want to follow us now, that, that that breathes everything. So, you know, this this opportunity is going to do a lot for women's women's football in the state of Kentucky. Coach, is this uh, one of your biggest moments in terms of a coaching atmosphere to be at a national championship, or have you been in a national championship before in, in terms of your coaching career? I've been in a few national championships at different levels. Uh you know, uh, I, I, I coached in the arena championship. I coached in, you know, I played a, I'm a, I'm a flag football guy. So I played 30 years of flag football. You know, I, uh, well, with Western when we won the, uh, 
the one double A national championship. Uh, so I, I got some experience, but this is special because, you know, uh, I don't know if you ever coach women's football, but coaching and being able to, to to work with these girls and actually be able to coach football, you know what I mean? This is, you know, teaching people some things that they don't know. Uh, I tell a lot of my staff, I'm like, you have to teach, you have to coach like you're coaching. You know, when I got a rookie, I mean, it's a rookie, not a, not a, you know, you might as well have a six-year-old playing Mighty Mike because she has no football experience at all. So you have to teach her everything there is to know about the game of football. And so when you, you can't just be general in your terminology. You have to break everything down. So that, that, uh, that's what I enjoyed about this season was being able to, to get the veterans to, 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 to buy in and get the rookies to, to learn football. You know, that, that, so that, that's been the big part of it. And then, like I told them, you know, when I when I saw the talent, I'm like, man, you know, we're going to win a championship. <laughs> I told them that in November. So, you know, you, you do you do these things and we're going to go. So, and we're on our way and, you know, we got one team left and we're going to give Arizona everything they got. So, if they beat us, they're going to beat us because we're not going to give it to them. I, I hear you. I mean, this is a great moment uh, for the franchises, both franchises, basically one rebrand. And, and Derby's been, you know, biting at this for a long, long time. Um, lessons, what, what are the, the Dynamite fans going to expect for you on, uh, on the big stage against Arizona? Are the fireworks, or what are we looking for? Uh, let me put on a show. I always tell my team, I say, I'm playing a video game. I'm out there playing Matt, and that's what I tell them. Get the controller ready. I, I hear the, the term is E-bomb. So is that is that where you're going to showcase the e bomb? Yes, very explosive game. Very explosive. All right. So what are you uh, what are you thinking of the weekend after the weekend? The championship games pretty exciting. Uh, we got uh, pretty uh, a large events happening. Um, you know, breaking uh, events, flag tournaments, everything else. It's a huge event, and I I really credit. Uh, you know, the WFA for what they're doing, uh, getting the sponsors, getting the marketing, start getting the drive in terms of visibility. Um, you know, the alumni at the NFL that's going to be honored this weekend. Um, so, uh, Coach, I mean, this is a kind of a huge moment, right? If you if you take it into perspective, it's a huge moment for the sport. Uh, it's it's nice that you're going to be part of the history books, win or lose, but it's a, it's a driving force for us to move the sport forward. It is a uh, as as a football fan, lifetime football fan, it's a huge moment. I'm not even sure that my girls understand how huge a moment this is to be able to play, you know, at, at Tom Benson Stadium in Canton, Ohio, at the home stadium. Uh, honestly, I'm so glad we play first, so I can enjoy the rest of the weekend. <laughs> that, 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 that's my thing. You know, I want to get in, get our game in, and then I can enjoy where I'm at, you know what I mean? I don't have to – I can hang football up for a while and just enjoy the 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 Football Hall of Fame. I mean, it's amazing. I, like, I, honestly, like, and that's the one thing, you know, like like I said with women's football, my rookies, they have no clue. You know what I mean? They, we're going to play a game, and they're going to come out and play good football. And my veterans, they have a clue about the championship, but I don't think they understand where we're at and what we're about to, to embark on. Uh, playing at the – at the uh, Football Hall of Fame is amazing, and I commend the WFA for being able to pull this off. It's going to be a great event. 
going to be some great football. I can't watch, can't wait to watch a couple of the other games and sit back and enjoy. Like I said, I'm glad we'll be done, and then I can enjoy myself and watch and enjoy the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, since uh, you're going to be a pioneer uh, footnote in history, as they say, you're going to be part one of part of the, you know, uh, examples of excellence in terms of the branding plus your team arriving here. And then uh, given the outcome, you know, hopefully it's a win in here with the battle. Uh, it's going to be a big moment. So are you taking it in, in in perspective in that sense too? Like right once your game is over, you know, you're going to be able to look at it and go, man, this is this is a huge, op- huge event and huge opportunity for the sport. I'm part of it. Yes, I think, it, I think after the game it's all going to hit me how big of a moment it is. Um, right now, and it's really not. I'm just like, yeah, but I do believe it's going to hit me. I know how big of a moment it is. It's, it's history, and I'm ready to make it. I'm ready for. I'm ready to take this W. And I know that uh, you know the, the hard fought uh, long season. We arrive here, and all the struggles, fundraising to get here, uh, all the things that it takes to arrive here and to be part of it. Uh, so, Coach uh, McMillan, I, I wanted to bring you on to give you your, your just due and your accolades for doing a great job this season with Derby City. Um, you know, lessons to you and your team, your leadership to arrive here and to, you know, be one of the six teams that's going to compete for a national championship. That's huge. So uh, thank you very much for you guys for making the time. I know you guys are scheming and trying to get to Canton, but I really appreciate you guys coming on and uh, giving the perspective on that in terms of, what you guys are going to face against Arizona, but it's a great weekend. Thanks again for making the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank, thank you for having us. Have a great safe travels to Canton, and uh, we're looking forward to Friday and Saturday as the clashes begin. All righty. You have a good day. All right. Good night. All right, guys, there you go. Coach uh, McMillan, Roy McMillan, and – Quarterback, Les and Houston Buckner of the uh, Derby City Dynamite. And they're going to be competing for the Division Three National Championships up against the Arizona Outcasts. Uh, Coach uh, Doug Dewan, Joel Griffin, and, of course, Shannon uh, Cooley and J.B. Goodlow. Uh, not to uh, forget uh, Rainey and Ramos on top of that. So very talented teams, um, both on the D3 stage. It's going to be a huge event here, plus the D2 championship uh, storylines there. Detroit uh, Dark Angels looking for a return to the spotlight. 2019, they were close to winning it against St. Louis, and now they get another opportunity to take the trophy home. And can they do it against a red-hot Nevada Storm team that has uh, played really good uh, so far all year? Uh, Very good offensively, Jasmine Plummer. Uh, and company, Mo Etchen, uh, and it's going to be a great battle. And then the final clash of clashes, the Boston Renegades looking for the three-peat. The Renegades get their trip courtesy of the Patriots to go to Canton. What an honor for them to have the NFL uh, recognize their excellence. And they are going to be facing a 20-year franchise. Uh, Laura Brown and company have built this nice, little powerhouse called Minnesota Vixen. And this year they have been a very explosive offense as well as a defensive juggernaut. Can they take down the Boston Renegades this weekend? And that is the scenario that we walk into for the Women's Football Alliance Championship. So if you don't know what's going on, 
have no clue what's going on, let's wake up, go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash Beauties, get the lowdown on everything that's happening in Canton at the Women's Football Alliance uh, Championship. So go to wfaprofootball.com, get the lowdown right there, go to our Twitter at Great Iron Beauty, go to WFA, uh, WFA Football on Twitter, WFA Football on Instagram, follow the Women's Football Alliance on Facebook. So everything that's happening this weekend, huge event, plus a lot of excitement that's happening. Um, so it's going to be D1, Boston, Minnesota, D2, Detroit, Nevada, D3, Arizona Derby. What an exciting weekend of women's tackle football. And we're going to be breaking down everything next week at 383 as we break down the WNFC finals and detailed preview nine cup championship. We're going to be back next Tuesday for 383 as we get the results of the WFA national championship. So it's really awesome uh, weekend that's going to happen. So let's, uh, if you guys haven't gone to the monkey knife fight, monkeyknifefight.com, you go to monkeyknifefight.com and uh, enter the code NJF. You can start playing uh, NBA, you can start playing PGA, you can start playing NFL as it comes up this season. Check it out. Go to uh, monkeyknifefight, use the code NJF. If you haven't gone to the No Joke Football Shop powered by Zazzle.com, you go to Zazzle.com for us. Gridiron Beauties can get up to 25% off. We have some cool T-shirts out there under $30. Really good quality. Check it out. You can customize certain items. You can get them in various styles uh, and free uh, free uh, customization right there at Zazzle.com for slash Gridiron Beauties. You can also get free shipping if you go to Zazzle Black. It's about $10. You get free shipping for the whole year. Save some money there as well. So check out our uh, handles at Instagram at NoJokeFootball, at Twitter as well at Gridiron Beauty. And you can go to at No Joke Football on Facebook for the apparel branding. Otherwise, um, go to the hub at facebook.com for slash Great Iron Beauties. All right, that's pretty much it. I really appreciate everybody coming in today, giving us the lowdown. Thanks to Mark Simon to come in here and give us the breakdown and the insights for the WNFC weekend plus the WFA uh, championships. Thanks to Brian Sweeney for providing the uh, preview for the Women's Football Alliance Championship. Don't forget, Thursday, uh, Brian Sweeney will be for, uh, on the For the Fans broadcast. We'll get you the preview right there at the Hub, so look forward to that. And I want to thank uh, Coach Keith Thomas of the Detroit Dark Angels, quarterback Sarah Kirkos, Detroit Dark Angels, Mo Etchen of the Nevada Storm, uh, head coach and, and coach of the year, Chris Garza for coming in here of the Nevada Storm. Also, Coach Doug Dewan, Shannon Cooley, and J.B. Goodlow of the Arizona Outcast made time for us today plus Derby City Dynamite head coach Roy McMillan. What an outstanding job he did this year with them and looking forward to the uh, clash on this weekend. La Essence Houston Buckner, what a story for her and a great job. National Conference Player of the Year offensive. Uh, so there is the storyline. Thank you, everybody, for coming in. Don't forget to subscribe on our Apple, iHeart, and Spotify. Uh, tell your friends about it. Share our posts off of our Gridiron Beauty site. And uh, we'll catch you here next week as we – Hopefully we'll get the return of the salty one, Mackenzie Brooks, and the Hall of Famer back in the house, Holly Custis from the conference finals. So don't forget, and then the return of X-League Insider Nate Ward. So 383 could be full of surprises, so don't miss it. So we'll, hear, uh, we'll see you guys next weekend. Have a great night, everybody. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. 
sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.